Hey everybody, we are live. Welcome to this special edition on the 25th of December. It is so good to be with you all. I really, really love you guys. I appreciate you being here. All right, so what are we going to talk about tonight? Man, there's so many things we could talk about on this 25th day of December, right? I mean, uh, Christmas, holiday, Hanukkah. I mean, to many, it's just nothing. Maybe maybe it's Santa Claus and Gips and watching bad Christmas movies uh, on Hallmark, Hallmark Channel, huh? But whatever it is to you, if anything at all, and for many of you out there, I know you, I, 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 you've been, we've been together for quite some time, maybe someone new, but whatever this is for you, this, this time of year, and do, are you like me where you just sit around, scratch your head, and you go, God, what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing Christmas trees, I'm seeing, you know, uh, uh, Santa Claus, I'm, I'm hearing, you know, uh, songs, like, you know, ch chest, chest hairs roasting on open fire. But I'm hearing these Christmas songs. I'm going, is this what you want me to do? I mean, even the baby in a manger, it, it, is this what we're supposed to do? Are we supposed to not worship the baby? Are we supposed to give allegiance to it? Is this something like, you know, like a birthday celebrating? What, what God, what, I, what pleases you? And this is what I ask right? I ask these questions, and I want you tonight to ask the question. I think it's important. I think that right now we need to deal with this, you and I, okay? And I'm so glad to be with you in this way because we're not going to have commercials tonight. We're not going to have, you know, things flipping around and music and all that. It's just you and me and my guests, which I'm excited about. Um, and it's going to be very unplugged, very organic, and we're asking the Holy Spirit to really move tonight, all right? Now, normally I have the producer with me, but he's gone. Everybody's gone, well, except me and my wife and my guests. But, um, you know, the main thing is, is having God here, right? The main thing is having God. And God has not left the building. God is here. God has not left the building, unlike a lot of Six Flags over Jesus churches, or I call them God marts. <clears throat> God has left the building there. You know, and, and, and this is why I struggle tonight. December 25th, what are you supposed to sing, you know, little uh, Christmas lullabies? Uh, am I supposed to just preach hard against Christmas? I mean, I've done that through the years. <clears throat> but God laid something on my heart I want to share with you tonight. And, and I hope you stay with me on this because I don't know where it's going to go. I just know that I always like to do what God tells me to do, even if I don't know exactly what it is or where it's going. All right. Tonight, I have a guest, a pastor, who actually preaches what the church doesn't want to talk about. And I'm going to bring him on in just a moment. But before I do, I had to ask God. I said, God, what am I going to talk about tonight? What is the most important thing to you, God? Hey, Lori. Ike, good to see you. Edith, all right. Good to see you guys. Um, what is the most important thing to you, God? Because whatever is important to you, since we have this time together, since God, you've given us a platform, I want to honor you. I want to do what you tell me to do. And it's interesting what God told me. If you look at the card, the card says lukewarm's roasting on an open fire. What, David? Really? Yeah, God told me tonight that of all things that I need to use this time to preach repentance. Now, I'm going to tell you right now that this baby in the manger, who, by the way, is not in the manger anymore. This baby grew up to be a man, walked the face of the earth, cast out demons, uh, healed the sick, and he was nailed on a cross for your sins and my sins. He is not, this cute baby is not in the manger anymore. God said, don't talk about the baby in the manger. I want you to talk about repentance. Folks, I'm using this time of year right now tonight to talk about repentance. I want you to understand that you have an altar. I have an altar. It's called our knees, at least. And maybe God's going to call you tonight to repentance. And by the way, repentance is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. It means turning away. 
I mean, don't you want to turn away? Don't I want to turn away if I'm going the wrong direction? Is there anything wrong with repentance? No, repentance is amazing. It's it's a great, great, great. It's probably one of the greatest things in the Christian walk is to repent. Because if you don't repent, there is no Christian walk. Repentance. I'm going to bring my guest on tonight. You know, he's a rarity uh, because, you know, I always talk about preachers, pussycat preachers, you know, canaries in the congregation. Well, this one's not a pussycat. He actually talks about the things that we talk about, and he's going to talk about that. Mr. David Lopez, let me bring David on here. Uh, all right, David, let's add you to the room here. How are you, brother? I'm doing great, David. It's a pleasure to be with you and all of your viewers. Thank yeah, you for it's, it, it's good to have you. Um, now, you are a pastor, right? You, you preach. Yes, pastor, preacher, uh, Midwest, Kansas City, to be more exact, uh, working as a missionary, working as a pastor, evangelist, preacher, uh, Bible study teacher, youth director. So God has, has definitely blessed us, David, and just trying to work for the kingdom of God. Okay. And, and you told me earlier, you said, David, I, I've been listening to your podcast. I don't want to put words in your mouth because you told me something that, that it, it was giving God the glory. It wasn't giving me any glory, but it was so refreshing to me. Would you tell the audience what yeah. you told me earlier about, you know, you, you do follow this broadcast and, and some of the things that you said? Absolutely, David. Well, yes, uh, I have been watching your podcast for the last few days and just kind of prepping for, for today's uh, podcast. And I agree with a lot of the topics that you mentioned, David. It's very important that we talk about Matthew 24, for example, that we talk about end times, the Bible prophecies, the alien demon UFO deception, that we talk about Genesis 6, you know, about genetic manipulation, about the mark of the beast, the new world order. And, uh, and, and just as a church, we're not, we're afraid to speak about casting demons and the supernatural and miracles and wonders. And it's something that is plaguing our, our church, the body of Christ in the end time. So it's, I do agree with you 100% about the importance uh, of us to follow Jesus Christ and follow his model, the model that he left for us as, as last day, uh, you know, end time believers. Right. Now, if you had five minutes left of your life and you knew this, uh, David, you have five minutes left, you knew you were going to be gone. Okay taken out of this world mm -hmm. with the Lord of all these things you talked about. Mm -hmm. You have five minutes to tell it. What would you tell people? You have five minutes. That Jesus Christ is coming back soon, that God is real to prepare to uh, ask for forgiveness, repent of your sins, baptize, uh, because there is salvation in Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall have power shall have everlasting life in Jesus Christ. Amen. And it's exactly what I talked about in my open. God laid it on my heart, said, David, you got to tell people to turn away. Okay. There's, and, and, and I scream out to the lukewarm church, David, say, I'm a believer that I believe some of God's people are in that deception, but yeah. it takes people like us, the watchmen, to, to sound the trumpet so these people will wake up. I'm not going to give up on them. Uh, I, I really come against them, and I really give no mercy to these uh, skinny leg preachers that, that preach this cotton candy Jesus. I give them no mercy, but, but I don't <laughs> give up on them. I, Absolutely. I, you know, I tell them they will go to hell, but on the other hand, I tell them I love them, and there's a chance to turn around and repent, right? What say you on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I cannot agree with you more, David. I mean, it's absolutely truth, but it's it's something that I actually I'm not very surprised, David, because Jesus, when he spoke to John in the book of Revelation, chapter three, when uh, John was was writing about this, the spiritual state of Laodicea, the church of judgment, Jesus said, because you are lukewarm, you're not either hot nor cold, but lukewarm. I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. So that is the condition of the church today. This is in, 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 in prophecy. This is something that, that Jesus was projecting that was going to happen. But thankfully, we have the word of God. We have prophecy. 
We have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We have the, the signs that are happening around us constantly that should inspire us to wake us up from this slumber and really uh, get ready and prepare for what's gonna be happening because all this stuff is happening right now as we speak, but it's gonna intensify. It's gonna get worse as we get closer to the second coming of the Lord. And uh, we need a revival. We definitely need a revival in the church. And this is something that the devil is working nonstop to uh, stop and, and impede from taking place uh, within yeah. the body of Christ. Amen. Do, do, you, do you believe that and I'm going to talk about Christmas because the 25th of December right now. Do you believe these things like uh, Christmas? And by the way, I want to I, I want to tell you guys something really, really quick here. I think it's important. And then I'm going to ask David my question. Uh, the nativity scene. Somebody said to me, David, this nativity scene, where, where'd that come from? I did a little research and it was back, it goes back far as uh, uh, like 1200, I think tw about 1223, 1222, something like that. And, and of course, it's the Catholics bring in the Catholic mass, right? And I, I pick on the Catholics big time. Um, yeah. lo love them, but I pick on them big time. I pick on the Baptists and the Methodists and all the other, you know, denominations and the non-denominationals. But the, 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 this guy, he he came and he, um, uh, his name was Francis, and and he 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 was in a small town back in the 1200s, and and he created this this nativity scene, and he started inviting people. And lo and behold, as people came and, and saw the nativity scene, and by the way, he's known as, as, the, as the Pope of, um, of animals. The reason is he put real animals in this nativity scene. There was real hay. Uh, I don't know if it was real people or not. But do you know what they did when they came and started watching this nativity scene? Mm -hmm. They would come, the people would come and steal the hay take it and think that this hay was miraculous. It would heal people. You, do, do you follow? Do you see where I'm going with this? Absolutely. See, you, we, we, I'm, I, this burns me up. We cannot, we cannot have these idols, these pagan idols. And I'm telling you, a nativity scene can be a pagan idol, depending on what you put behind it. And case in point, the guy who created it, uh, these people start taking the hay and saying that because he blessed it, that people were healed. What, what say you on that? It's a mockery, David. I, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. It's a mockery because from, you know, the devil is actually trying to mock Jesus Christ. And because like you said, and I, and I really, really agree with what you said, David, in the beginning, in the, in the intro, where you said that the world wants Jesus to be a baby and to stay that way. The devil wants him to be a baby forever not to be the man, the savior that was right. promised uh, in, in the Old Testament. And actually, as a matter of fact, I did a, a, a sermon yesterday on my YouTube channel, my Facebook, where I, uh, in Spanish, because I'm bilingual, um, where I talked about the origins of Christmas and how it actually goes back to the mystery religions of Babylon, Tamu, yeah. Nimrod, Semiramis, Ishtar, all these pagan um, beliefs and superstitions have been permeating throughout history and have, you know, gone to Babylon, to Medo-Persia, to Greece, to Rome. And like you mentioned, the Catholic Church, I'm not anti-Catholic. I love the Catholic people, but yeah. there is a deception. And this is something that the Bible actually spoke about, the, the deception that this system was going to, this false religion system was going to enact. And, and spread in the world. And that's what we're seeing right now with Christmas and how people are so deceived. And the devil wants to make Christmas to be so innocent and benign and Christmas presents, trees, and, and, and the nativity scene, like you said, but its origins go back to paganism. To yeah, exactly. And, and I wanna to touch on a couple of things because I've had some people say to me, David, you know, it's peace on earth. And um, this is, uh, you know, it's a time of peace. Don't don't preach repentance. That that's not very peaceful, you know. And let's dive into that for a moment. Um, when the baby Jesus entered into this realm, into this life, that's when the blood was introduced. See, it's the blood that runs through the baby's veins, okay? At that point, that was peace, meaning that was a point where at that point, Satan knew that he was about to be served, okay? Uh, the war, even though it was going to rage, there was a time period that went as the baby came in, nobody could harm that baby, nobody could touch that baby, God has a, an anointing on it. But as that baby grew 
into a man, Jesus said, you think, I don't paraphrase, you think I've come to bring peace? I have come to divide families. I've come to bring, I'm gonna paraphrase the heck out of this, war. You don't think I came to bring peace, this goo-goo la-la stuff. So, you know, people get confused because I had one person I mentioned before we did the broadcast, I just emailed and said, I'm gonna do this. And they said, be careful because it's a time of peace. What say you on peace? Well, I mean, the, 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 the verse is clear. Jesus did bring division because his truth is going to be a double-edged sword that's going to penetrate and divide people. If you're not standing in God's truth, even though your family might be opposite of what you what you preach and what you believe, your lifestyle, you know, based on the word of God, your friends, your neighbors, they're going to be your bitter enemies because the Bible, the word of God is the truth. Okay? The, the God's word is forever like the Bible states. So it is going to bring division because the world, unfortunately, the majority of the world follows the devil, the fallen angels, the demons. And so, of course, most of the people are going to disagree on the truth of Jesus Christ because the world does not love Jesus Christ. Remember, David, when Jesus came before Pilate, he said, Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world because if it was of this world, my followers, my disciples, my people would have fought for me, but because my kingdom is not of this world, right? So Jesus was, was acknowledging that his kingdom is not of this world. The world, the earth belongs to Jesus Christ, but the kingdoms of the world do not belong to Christ. Why? Because the devil has infiltrated government. It's infiltrated the churches, even the churches, all major world, worldly institutions, the devil has in, uh, infiltrated and, and, and create his, his, his uh, doctrine of lies and deception and his snares and, and temptations in order for people to be deceived because the devil's one mission is to oh. prevent people from saving and being saved by, by the blood of Jesus Christ and going to heaven and, and, and living for eternal. Amen. You're going to love this comment. I've got a list of comments here people have made the past year, and I, I wrote them down. I had, And I'm paraphrasing this. Uh, this person said, said um, it, it, actually, this person came out of the seminary uh, the seminary student, uh, a friend, a friend of mine, uh, said. Uh, I, I said to him over coffee. I said, "Do you um, believe, you know, in demons?" So yes, I do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, uh, and this was last year, right before Christmas. I said, uh, "Well, you know, I'm going to talk about them." And he says, "Well, be careful about that because you know, demons kind of take a rest during this time of year. There's a, there's a." a <laughs> I'm going, what? I said, can you, can you clarify that for me? Now here, I'm going to give it to you in a nutshell. He's telling me that because baby Jesus came into the world and we're worshiping baby Jesus, the demons get paralyzed. I'm telling you right now, demons love it when people worship uh, uh, the nativity scene. They lo he loves it when people worship Christmas trees, Santa, whatever. Even watch these bad Hallmark movies. Satan loves it, right? And uh, my question is, <laughs> do you believe demonic activity is actually elevated this time of year? And if so, how? Most definitely, David. I actually, before I go into the, uh, the point I'm going to be making is Jesus was not born on December 25th. Tammuz was born on December 25th. This is a counter this is a counter uh, doctrine or, or um, deception that the devil has created to make it seem like Jesus Christ was actually born on December 25th, but the Bible does not state or indicate when Jesus Christ was born. First of all, it would have been too cold, David. Just I don't want to I don't want to go on a tangent here, but it would have been too cold. First of all, the, the the shepherds they would have been cold. They would have been freezing to death. Jesus was in a, a, a in a manger. How was he going to be in a manger when it's like 20 degrees below zero? With his mother and his and, and and his father, right? And so the the idea of Jesus Christ being born on this time is 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 uh, you know it's it's preposterous to be honest with you. Um, the other the other point that I was going to be making is that uh, this deception, David, like I stated, it's in the it's in prophecies, is in the Bible. It talks about Babylon, that great whore of Revelation chapter uh, seventeen, how she has uh, given the wine of fornication and all the kings. All the uh, people of the world have drank from the wine of the fornication, and they have uh, corrupted their souls with these doctrines that are based on paganism. Mixing truth 
with error. And that's what the devil has actually tried to institute since the beginning of time in the book of, uh, of Genesis. Yeah, you know, I went to Israel. I've been back and forth and spent a lot of time over there. But the first time I went was, I don't know, 30 something years ago. And uh, I was excited to go to Bethlehem. And I, I have family in Israel. And my uncle, he just scratched his head. He said, well, you're not going to be once you get there. I went to Bethlehem. All right. And I'm telling you, Bethlehem was taken over by the Palestinians. It was dirty. It was ugly. It was trashy. I mean, uh, you know, it made a dump look like Mary Poppins. Okay. Oh. That's how bad this, it, it is not the cute little, and it was, you know, he wasn't born during this time. This is all make believe like Santa Claus and people fall into this. Um, David. And uh, so I, I want to bring on, I've got somebody in the back room here and I'm hoping I can bring on Brent because uh, Brent uh, celebrates Passover. Okay. Uh -huh. And uh, he, he celebrates Shabbat and the feast. And I want to talk to him. I want us to talk to him about should people celebrate Christmas? To, uh, to what you were saying about the spirit world being very active right now. Could I add just a quick point, if I may? Please? Sure. Um, I spoke to a witch, a former witch who actually converted Christianity uh, a few years ago. And she actually confirmed with me that during this time from uh, All Hallow Days, right, the, the, the Day of the Saints, uh, October 31st, that we in the modern world know as Halloween, from the winter solstice when it starts all the way to like January, it's when the spiritual realm, the evil spirits, the demons, the fallen angels, they are working the most actively to launch attacks against the, 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 the children of God, the church of Christ, the body of Christ. And that's the reason why she said that it's very important, of paramount importance, that as a church, we are praying and that we are asking God to uh, bless us with his Holy Spirit and anoint us with the power of the Holy Spirit, because the demonic world is actively uh, trying to uh, war against us, David. Yeah, yeah but you're not going to get most preachers aren't going to go there. You're, see, because there's two times a year that they get the most uh, attendance, which means they get the most money because they pass around the offering plate. And that's uh, Easter and Christmas. You start having a preacher come against Christmas and start talking about demons and Christmas, you just, you've just lost 99%. That's why what you see here, David, what you see here, these people, me, you, we are the remnant. We, we, we've gone through the fire. Uh, yeah. These lovely people here, I love them so much uh, because they've taken the hits. They've been willing to tell the truth, you see. Um, and I tell pastors, I said, look, you, you want to be a successful messenger of God. They go, of course I do. You know, mm -hmm. I went to seminary. I blah, blah, blah. I said, how many people hate you? And they go, excuse me. I go, how many people hate you? Well, <laughs> nobody. I don't want people to hate me. I said, then what, what are you talking about? How can you do anything that Jesus did when he said they hated me? They're going to hate you. So if they don't hate you, you must not be doing what Jesus did. So the Bible states in Revelation 14, 12, here's the patience of the saints, those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus Christ, the testimony of Jesus Christ. So Jesus told us he's he Jesus is very straightforward and honest. He tells us the truth. We were going to be persecuted for his name's sake. If Jesus was persecuted and we are supposed to follow the lead of Jesus Christ as his disciples, as Christians. Right. Because that comes from Christ. Christians were followers of Christ. That means that we are going to be persecuted because we're going to be speaking the truth and we're going to be uh, unraveling and unmasking the devil, the fallen angels, the demons to the world so they can know the true agenda of, of the enemy of the souls. Uh, absolutely. I'm going to bring Brent on and we're going to talk about Passover. I'm also going to bring my wife on uh, with some questions and prayer requests. But we do, uh, David, I want to tell everybody about this book, and most people know about it, but I want to bring it up in case there's someone new here. It's a story in my life about Hollywood, satanic ritual abuse, uh, alien demon connection, astral projection, I mean, sleep paralysis, it goes on and on, uh, Hollywood mind control. And then I have this uh, book called, that both came out last year, uh, True Power, How to Use Your True Power in These Last Days. Uh, and then I want to tell you guys about the End Times Investigation uh, DVD, Eight Hours of Footage, uh, it's got me, Ellie Marzulli, Lisa Haven, uh, Michael Lake, the late great Russ Dizdar, Rob Skiba. I mean, 
We talk about things, that, you know, end times miracles, talk about the Antichrist, one world government, Illuminati. I mean, it just goes on and on, folks, eight hours. And then, of course, we have the good old Last Evangelist, uh, episode one, Last Evangelist here, and also with uh, some videos on here that were banned. God is banned, Michael Lake and Lisa Haven. If you're interested, you can go to davidhavener.tv forward slash give, uh, order, sorry, order, or you can call 844-806-0006, or you can text the word, and I like this word, chosen to 91999. And if you're interested in just uh, walking with us financially with the ministry, you can go to davidhavener.tv forward slash give, or call the 844-806-0006. David, uh, before uh, we're we're not going anywhere, we're just starting. But I'm gonna. uh, I want you to tell people how they can get in touch with you. um, How can they reach you at your ministry? Absolutely. So I have a YouTube channel. I believe that uh, link is going to be shared um, on your YouTube channel. But it's basically just David Lopez. But there is the problem is I'm not the only David Lopez. David, I thought I was only the, the only David Lopez in the world, but apparently there are thousands of David Lopez. So um, I can actually forward you that that link. So yeah, send it to me, and we'll get it out to everybody. There may be a lot of people with that name. But there's only one you, David Lopez. Just willing yes. to stand up and tell the truth. Uh, let's see who's in, who's in our back room, and we'll bring them in. Uh, oh, it looks like we do have Brent here. Let me add him to the stage. Hey, how are you there, young man? Doing good. Doing good. Good. Excited good. To- Brent, um, now how old are you? I'm 26. 26? Okay. Uh, Can you hear him, David? I think I can hear a little bit louder if you can talk. Okay, 26. Now, uh, you, uh, do you go to church on Sunday? Do you attend the, the church like, you know, like, well, a lot of people do? No. No? No. Uh-huh. Uh, Why? Because the system that we have right now is not the system that that Jesus created. It's 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 a it's a compromised system. It's, uh-huh. it's not according to the Father's heart. So I don't believe His people should be a part of it. Okay, it's a compromised system. Okay, so I mean, how long ago did you find that out? How many years did you go to church? I mean, as a believer, and. How long ago did you find out it was a deception? It was about four years ago. Four, okay. Four years ago. Yeah. All right. Did you get any persecution on that? Were you persecuted? Did you get any pushback from the church, from your friends? Um, I mean, not like direct, you know, slander or anything like that. But I'm sure there was a lot of stuff that was said that I didn't hear. You know, that's where most of the the slander is is when it's gossip you know so yeah they maybe talk behind your back okay so let's talk about christmas should people should we as christians celebrate christmas no absolutely not no no okay yeah no by the way say hi to david lopez david this is brent hey Hey, brent uh brent 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 is my son Oh, he's your son. Okay, nice to meet you, Brent. Pleasure. Yeah. So why shouldn't people celebrate Christmas? Well, number one, because it's pagan. But uh, (laughs) number two is because God never commanded it. And most of the things that people are are, uh, celebrating, like they're they're very eager to celebrate something God never commanded, um, but they neglect something God did command. Ah, okay. Well, let's talk about that. What did God command? Well, I mean, since since Exodus, God laid out his seven feast days, which are extremely prophetic. The, four, the first four were fulfilled at Jesus's first coming, and the last three are going to be fulfilled at his second coming. And they are pretty much just dates, date nights with the Father, where us as the bride, we come into submission to him, and he, he sets the time, um, as opposed to Christmas, which is uh, and Easter, which is us setting the time, and 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 He's the one who reaches down to us. That's all about what the Father does, is and what a gentleman does is He He pursues the bride, whereas Christmas and Easter is us pursuing Him, us making the time, saying this is this is the day that we want to worship You, the day that we want to do our thing, um, and so and so God has already set out times, and they are 
so fulfilling. And um, I, I say, why settle for half best? Or I mean, really, Chris, it's not even half best. It's really, it's terrible. It's extremely demonic. Um, mm. But but why, why settle for that when God is something so much greater? Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of people don't know that. Um, I, I want to go to D David. Uh, people in the church, now I'm not saying they don't know it. Many don't, and some do, but they just won't. They won't uh, open up about it and go there. But why is it that the church does not really understand Passover and what Brent said and, and, and get the things that he's talking about? I think in part it has to do, obviously, it starts, it starts in the upper echelon of the structure of the church with the pastors, the preachers. I think many Christians, they believe that the Passover was something from the past. The festivities that the, the Jewish people celebrated, as your son mentioned, Brent. Um, and so they think that that's something from the Old Covenant. They always go back and say, well, well, that's the Old Testament. That's for the children of Israel. We're not supposed to study about the, you know, the, the, the uh, Passover and so forth. But I think that the Bible, I mean, 2 Timothy 3.16 reads all scripture is, is inspired by God. And we are supposed to study it, read it, research it. And so I think that the devil obviously doesn't want us to know this truth because, like I stated, he wants us to be completely lost and deceived and not be fully prepared for what's going to be happening. Um, a lot of stuff that happens in Israel and the Middle East, uh, it's signs and markers of Jesus Christ soon coming. When there is, for example, when there is an eclipse, you know, when, when an eclipse takes place, I don't know if you guys knew this. But when the eclipse is a, a, a blood moon, for example, that means that's judgment against Israel. When it's a, a lunar eclipse, it means that that's judgment from God towards the whole world, the whole, you know, the whole planet. And so a lot of people don't understand this. They don't want to study it. And so the pastors, obviously, they're like you stated, David, they're more worried about their pockets and the, you know, the ties, the offerings, making sure that that money is uh, is coming and so they, they're afraid to preach these truths because they, they're afraid that people are just going to leave and abandon their, their churches. Yeah, it doesn't fit their agenda. It's too complicated. They can't, you know, if they weren't in, introduced that, they'd have to admit that they're wrong, that they've been wrong through, through the years. Brent, um, what is it, how can you talk to somebody, uh, whether it's a pastor or just someone who is a Christian or they think they're a Christian, what can you say to them? They don't know anything about this. <clears throat> uh, what, what, how do you bring this up and what do you say? Well, I, I think it's, I think it's important um, to, to separate like tradition um, from, from commandment. You know, Jesus, when J Jesus hit the Pharisees, just, just right on the head when he said, you, you pretty much neglect the commandments of God for the sake of your traditions. And uh, in, in all honesty, most Christians are not intentionally trying to worship the devil it, it, during Christmas. That's not their intention. That wasn't my intention before I came to this understanding. It's just right. the, because of like Jeremiah 17 says that in the last days, people will come from all over the earth and they will say that our fathers have inherited lies. And that's literally what's happening right now is just because of, it's because of what has been passed down. Tradition has been passed down. And so, I, I think that um, that we have to really hit the nail on the head and and and, and go and shoot straight with believers and, and be honest with, with the rest of the body and, and be like, hey, we've we've inherited lies, but now that you know, you 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 have no excuse. You know, like stop this tradition that does not glorify God and and repent and turn um, to to the ways of God to His His, mm -hmm. his true commands. Okay, so. Is this a commandment today that we celebrate, that we uh, adhere, that we remember Passover? Uh, I won't get in. We don't have time to get into Passover exactly what it is, but I, I want I want to do. And we've done shows on this. But does God command that that we have a remembrance and that we um, celebrate the ceremony, or is that optional? No, it's it's not optional, and it's not just the. It's not just Passover, but the rest of the six feast days. So Isaiah sixty-six says that from from Shabbat, from one Shabbat to the to the next, and from one new moon to the next, um, all flesh will come and worship me. And Zechariah fourteen says that um, it, for the for the nations, and it's talking about, to my understanding, the millennial reign. If, for the nations that do not celebrate Sukkot, which is the Feast of Tabernacles, they won't receive rain. And so, yeah. so this is something that will be um, celebrated 
when when Jesus Yeshua returns. And also Paul in the New Testament says, um, therefore celebrate the feast uh, in First Corinthians. And then of course in Exodus, in Exodus 12, where it where it states out the Passover, it says this is this is my Passover. It's not a Jewish Passover. It, it's not something mm-hmm. specific to the Jews. It's it's for Israel, which is God's people. Um, and, uh, and we as Gentiles are grafted into Israel. Uh, we're no longer Gentile. And it says that in Exodus 12, that this is an everlasting, um, ordinance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to touch on Israel while we're talking about it. And I want to talk about what's happening in the Middle East. Uh, both of you guys, um, we were talking earlier and I, I, God laid on my heart. There's two Israels. There's the, there's the government of Israel, which is, which is corrupt. Uh, and then there is the people of Israel, the remnant uh, of Israel. Okay, it's God's people, and these are the ones that are that are holding it together. This is holding back God's wrath. But I want to get uh, David your uh, take on that. And number two is, do you believe that what's happening there with the persecution of the of Israel with the war, and also here a persecution of the Jews, has anything to do with what I just said? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a Bible prophecy that's uh, being fulfilled uh, in front of uh, in front of us. Um, and so I, I, I do agree with you, David. Uh, the mainstream media, obviously, they're bought and paid. I call them the new world order, the one world government, shadow government um, that is you know pulling the strings. They're trying to dictate the type of narrative that they want people, obviously, to to listen to. And people don't study and research about the uh, history of the Palestine-Israel conflict. I can say that this goes back all the way to Abraham, Isaac, and Ishmael, obviously that tension between Isaac and Ishmael. And now what we're seeing in the Middle East, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's because of that. Um, and so I do agree with you. Zionism to me is very dangerous, you know, but at the same time, Jesus did state in his, in his word that we are to pray for the peace of Israel. We are to yeah. pray for fellow uh, Jewish brothers yeah. and sisters, and not count them uh, as like you know that they were exactly from- yeah yeah. Well, one of the things I'm going to touch on, I'll go to it now, is the one world government. See, a lot of people think that Israel, the government of Israel, is exempt from this one world shadow government, deep state. No, they're no. not. They're just part of it. They they have to be because this deep state one world government has to team with the one world religion in order to usher in the antichrist they can't have any any actors out there that are not cooperating okay so um now trust me there's many governments that are a lot worse than israel so i'm not you know picking on you know any particular government but i'm just saying it's the it's the system that's corrupt the government system now having said that do you believe that the one world government system, the shadow government, has now risen to the point where it's going to start taking over? You know, we've got, I don't want to talk about elections and stuff too much, but we have some, some crazy stuff coming down in the next 11, 12 months. Uh, what do you see happening? David. Okay, David, I'm, okay. Um, with the, yeah, absolutely. We're seeing it. I, I see it every day in television. I mean, the uh, declarations that have happened in the, in the news with, you know, George H.W. Bush in 1990, 11 years before September 11th, he gave a, a speech to the American audience where he talked about how what we need in the world more than ever is a new world order. Yeah. Uh, Ronald he spoke about it in the 1980s before the General Assembly of the United Nations. And he said the one thing that we would need as a world community would be a, an outside threat from outer space. So we see how the mainstream media, they're uh, trying to promote the idea of a, of a one world government, of a new world order. And then, for example, the World Economic Forum, uh, COP27, uh, the Council of Foreign Relations, uh, the, the Trilateral Commission, the Bilderberg. All these meetings that take place every year are to uh, enhance uh, the world to to be convinced that we need a one world government that's going to protect the people and it's going to solve the problems that we as a world community are encountering in the world today, like wars and famine and COVID. 
you know, and, 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 you know, all these plagues that are, that are happening in our world. So yeah, absolutely. I definitely see how there's a push for this one world government and countries like Israel, the United States, Great Britain, Russia have been compromised. You know, they yeah. have infiltrated our governments, but there are a lot of patriotic people, even in the United States government that are standing up against these forces of tyranny, and corruption. And we as people, you know, David, Brent, uh, you know, uh, all these other uh, folks that, that talk about these things, you know, we really have to use information to spread and to share with the whole uh, the whole world. So that way people can can see the deception that's taking place in our world, the, the evil, corrupt, tyrannical, yeah. conian uh, system that's trying to undermine our freedoms and our liberties. Yeah. David, one of the problems I have with people when they start waving the flag and saying America, make America great again. Uh, uh, You can't leave God out. It's got to be God first. Make America God again. And then if God chooses, he will make America great. I don't know that he will. I'm not sure if America is actually going to be around in these last days. Um, Brent, you're young. You talk to young people. Do they understand this? Do they get this, this new world order, the deep state, uh, the coming together of one government, one religion, the Antichrist? Are they talking about this? I think that there's uh, an, an understanding of it in a sense. Um, uh -huh. Because like, for example, I mean, millennials, um, which I'm kind of at the bottom of, of millennial age, but millennials, I mean, we're the ones that like absolutely destroyed everything. And then right under us are Gen Z. And a lot of them have more of a hunger for truth. And <clears> if you notice with Gen uh, Z, this generation, God is doing a lot with them. Oh, so the and Gen I, I Cs? Think, what, what, what age is the Gen Cs? Um, oh, just off the top of my head, I, to give a rough guess, I think it's like thir 12, 13 to like 24. -ish. Wow. So you mean they're kind of waking up? Praise God. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. the millennials... So, I mean, my, millennials were the ones that, you know, pushed the whole LGBTQ plus and a thousand of yeah. the and the purple hair and, you know, social justice warriors. That's how I, you know, when I, yeah. when I grew up on social media, it was all, you know, SJWs, right? Yeah. Right. And I mean, they have influenced, you know, their younger brothers and sisters, the Gen Zers, but to an extent, uh -huh. but there's a, there's a hunger within um, these Gen Zers uh, for, for yeah. truth. Yeah, well... Um, there is hope because now you got the younger people. You're saying your generation was kind of asleep. They actually propagated a lot of this stuff with Black Lives Matter and all the yep. stuff you see out there. But now yeah. the Gen Zs are coming and going, uh, uh we ain't buying this. We want no part of this. It's fake. There's something that smells rotten. Um, I, I want to go to another subject here. We have a lot of people, uh, myself included, there was a time in my life before I got married. I wasn't able to go home for, for the holiday, Christmas, or whatever you want to call it. And I was by myself. I was very lonely. Um, and I want to talk about that. Uh, I want to talk about the lonely people out there. And perhaps you, I want to see it in chat, or if you need prayer, we want to pray for you. Perhaps you feel alone this time of year, um, that your family has abandoned you, that you don't have the friends that you would like to have. Maybe they're the wrong friends. Um, and, and I want, I want to hear from you, uh, David Lopez, what mm -hmm. you're a pastor, you deal with a lot of people. Do you find this time of year, people are very hurting, very lonely. And if so, why, and what do you tell them? A lot of people are, are definitely very lonely during this time. Um, because, you know, for example, like when I here in Kansas city, you know, I go to the mall, I go to the stores. I see people with their families, you know, their, their loved ones. Uh, and so people that obviously don't have that blessing, you know, to have loved ones or, or people around them uh, during this time of the year can be very, very lonely and depressing. Um, my advice to people is to join, go to church, join a, a, a community, you know, local community. There's so many with the dawn of the Internet. There's so many different options. Uh, and it's so much easier for us to meet people, you know, people that are like minded, for example. Yeah. Um, you say to people, come out of your shell. I know a lot of people, unfortunately, have, uh, you know, problems being shy or, or you know, um, but, you know, if you come out of your shell and you try to go to a church, for example, go to something, you know, a, a local workshop or, or, or something in your community, 
it's going to be a great way for you to connect with people yeah. and kind of come out of your comfort zone a little bit. So I, and, yeah, and get 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 out of your comfort zone. Get out amongst the people. The problem with going to church, if you don't really be careful, you, you don't get sucked into this. We talked about God, Mark, Six Flags over Jesus. I tell people, go to a laundromat, do some of your dirty laundry and pray that God will bring someone there that you can talk to, you know. Uh, Brent, before I let you go, buddy, I want to ask you, uh, David talked about find a place you can go, okay? And you don't go to church anymore, but on Saturday, Shabbat, you do worship. Can you tell me how you do this? What does this look like? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to to make the distinction that like, I, I don't, I'm not a part of, I'm not a member of like a, a regular church, that, like a church system, but I have more fellowship now than I've ever had before. So we have this understanding that we want to leave Babylon. We want to leave the compromised church system, but that doesn't mean leaving the body. We, we should actually get closer yeah. and have more fellowship. And I think that that's what David's trying to hit on. I, I do think that that's, that's what you want to hit on too is, is um, so on, on Saturdays we, we get together a, a lot of Saturdays, you know, just, hang out, have lunch, do a Bible study. We also do Bible studies on Thursday nights. And throughout the week, we're often getting together with different believers. But I definitely encourage everyone to not um, settle for um, just something on the internet or, or just um, your, your favorite YouTube guy. You know, it's, it's not enough. Like uh, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce right. says that, that we have to do, do not forsake the assembly of believers. So we, we have to have that, that, that physical connection with people. So it's, yeah. it's really, really crucial. Right. And, but we got to pray that God leads us. See, the problem is we run off to these meetings, these events, just so we can be around people. And little do we know, there's a lot of demons floating around in the people. That's why I say we need discernment. We have to go to God. Brent, I'm going to let you yeah. go so we can bring Shanita on. We've got some questions. God bless you. I appreciate you. Is there any way people can get in touch with you if they're interested in knowing more about Shabbat, about the feast? Yeah, I mean, so I do have a YouTube channel called um, just Brent Hevener. So just your, your last name, right? Um, yeah. B-R-E-N-T and then Hevener. So there's there's not too many of them. So you can just find me on there. Uh, just find you on there. Okay. God bless you. I appreciate you. Love you. Bless you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, David, we're going to bring uh, Shanita on. She's got uh, people that have some questions. She's got a praise report and a few uh, prayer requests. There you are. How are you? Yes. Well, Pastor David, I'm so thankful for you and for what you stand for. And Brent, it's just really marvelous to have you on. And we, we appreciate you so much. I have some praise reports and um, you know, we're praying for my mom. She's improved. You've been praying for Elizabeth and she has seen significant improvements. You prayed for Jackie and her migraine is gone and you've been praying for Joseph. And what's amazing is he wrote how even with a family, because of the healing that he's going through with the SRA abuse and just the attacks that are still so continual, he does feel very alone much of the time. And he wanted us to pray for someone who's in the same situation as him, suffering those attacks, but has no family. So um, I'm, we'll, we'll remember her. And, oh. Oh, and then okay. we are praying also for Don and Jennifer, for um, Andrew, for Monica, and for Terry. And then if you have some more requests, please feel free to send those in. Okay. And if we have any questions, let me know. Uh, we, have a, yes. we have a few minutes left. Uh, Shanita, if people... Now, we won't be having underground tonight because we're unplugged. Right. We, let the, we let the crew and the producer off for, uh, uh, for the 25th of December. So they can go the do it if they do. And I, and I hope they're not out watching bad Hallmark movies, Christmas movies. But um, uh, we won't be underground. But I, I, people that want to know more about David Heavener TV, um, they just go to David Heavener TV and sign up, right? And become a member. Um, how many channels are, are on there? There's uh, at least 20. But there's, tw I think, okay. 800 or more videos. Yeah, 20, and there's over 700 videos. Now we have live television, which means mm -hmm. shows go 24-7. Uh, they can watch it. And we cover topics uh, that we always cover. We, we have channels. We have the Rust, tribute to Russ Dizdar channel. We have the L.A. Marzulli channel. We cover the Alien Demon Connection. We cover 
the one world government. I mean, it, and, and we have a, we have Bible studies on the channel. So uh, I encourage you guys, if God lays on your heart, it's less than a cup of co coffee latte at Starbucks a month. Uh, it supports the ministry and you'll be blessed. Um, if, uh, uh, if you'll, if you'll do that. And also lastevangelist.com, Shanita, I want to tell people if they want to go, we're almost done with episode two. We're raising money to finish it up. In episode yes. three, we expose the vaccine uh, and we promote the gospel within this TV series. And it's because of the people that are listening to me, they've stepped up to the plate and they've helped us fund this, but we're not quite there yet. So lastevangelist.com. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. And two, while I'm at it, uh, davidhevener.tv forward slash family. You can go there and um, sign up. Uh, doesn't cost you anything, but it just says, I'd like to be part of the uh, ministry. And we just know who you are. Um, David Lopez, uh, we're rounding the corner here, brother. Uh, I just feel like we got started, man. There's, we could be on here another three hours and Absolutely. Not even hit it. Uh, of all the things that are the most important to you, because I said you had five minutes left of your life, and you told me that it's very important that people repent. Okay. Now, let's say that people have repented, the people that have listened. Um, what is it next after repentance? What does God lay on your heart that's important to share with people? The process of sanctification, the book of Romans, uh, Apostle Paul talks about. The process of sanctification, it's spending time with Jesus Christ each day, making him your best friend, uh, studying the word of God, um, testifying to people, praying earnestly. Uh, you know, it's important that we testify to people because that's one of the ways that we as believers stay active and our love for the Lord continues to grow. Um, because I, I mean, that's something that I, I engage in every day, you know, whether it's people from work, whether it's people at the local gas station, the local grocery store, um, people in my, my neighborhood. It's, it's, it's about reaching out to people and, and, and telling them to live the life that Jesus Christ lived when he was here on earth. And so that is the process of sanctification, that process that is, you know, growing uh, in the spirit and the Lord and just surrendering yourself completely to the Lord. Because I think that's one of the problems as believers. We don't want to surrender our, our lives completely to Jesus Christ. We want to keep and, and, and uh, you know, a few sins here and there and, and go to church, of course, and listen to sermons, listen to YouTube and stuff like that podcast. But at the same time, we live a life of sin. We live yeah. a life of rebellion. And that is that is something that the Bible obviously condemns. And it tells us clearly in the book of James that if you're a friend of God, you're, you're going to be an enemy of the world. But if you're an en a friend of the world, you're going to be an enemy of God. So we can't have one foot in the church and another foot you know, in the world, we have to make up minds completely uh, to follow the Lord and to to obviously, you know, continue to work for the kingdom of God. Absolutely. So repent. That's the most important thing, because without repentance, testifying, uh, sharing God's love uh, without mentioning repentance is really just a waste of time. OK, it's important to share God's love. But if you're sharing God's love to a dying world, and they're not, they don't understand repentance. <laughs> what good is that, right? So <laughs> repent, uh, like Jesus said, when he got baptized, you know, mm -hmm. repent, the kingdom of God is here, near. And then also after that, testify. In other words, talk about God. And that's what I do, David. You know, on this show, I, I've been under the weather and, and the devil's been attacked, but, I, but I've, I've, um, I've prayed and I've commanded uh, the healing uh, in my body. And uh, and God is 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 answering that, that prayer. Uh, but somebody said to me, "Why don't you just do a rerun?" And I said, "Excuse me, yeah, just run a show you've already done." I said, "How can God speak on a rerun?" I mean, I know there's things that a rerun can say that people need to hear, but God is alive and He wants us to be alive. I said, "No, as long as I have a signal, because we're in Central America, we're doing uh, some ministry next week." Um, speaking. I said, David, as long as I've got a signal and breath in my body, I will testify. Okay. Amen. Amen. That's exactly what you said. All right, brother, listen, I'm going to have you back on. Uh, I want to have the producers call you and book you for, um, for February. Cause uh, this is, we got too much going on here. We got it. God's got a lot more stuff to say through you. Okay. 
Amen, David. I, I appreciate you. Okay. God bless you, David Lopez. I appreciate it. Hope you feel All better. Right. All right. Thank you. Uh, David Lopez and uh, is a um, uh, pastor, uh, but not just a pastor. He's willing to say things that most preachers won't say. And he's a rarity. I mean, we should, you know, I don't know, uh, put his name in the in the uh, Believer's Walk of Fame or something. He should get a star if they had such a thing. And that's why it's important that when we find people willing to tell the truth, let's let's team up with them and let's be a part of that. I love you guys so much. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for each and every person here. Father, all the names that came off Shanita's lips, we lift up. And there's people that couldn't get to her, and we're lifting these people up. We're lifting everyone listening to the sound of my voice up. There's healings happening right now all across the world, listening to your voice, God, on this broadcast. People are being healed, heart conditions healed, lung conditions healed, brain tumors healed. There's going to be great, great manifestations of your miracles through people, through healing, through the great healings that you are doing. I'm praying right now for our children that are being abused, the runaways, human trafficking. I'm praying for these. I'm asking for that hedge of protection. And of course, I always pray for that mother out there that's considering getting rid of her baby, that her mind is changed right now. Okay, we're believing this, God. Everything we ask for, we believe because you are a God that rewards his people when, when his people come to you and ask, and we believe in faith, okay? And I'm, last but not least, Lord, I pray for the lonely. There are people out there right now, there's a girl, and she's not too old, but you're very lonely. And... I just want you to know that God has his hand on you right now. And through this loneliness, he's going to bring you into a strength like you've never known. There's a guy out there that's facing loneliness. I want you to know that you've been praying and God's going to restore what the devil has taken away. There's an older lady out there and you have felt like that your family and your friends have abandoned you. But I'm telling you, you're going to see a great miracle happen. People have been praying for you. We've been praying for you. Pray for all the lonely in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Kevin, Shelley, uh, community, uh, bless you all. Once again, I just want to say this in case we have someone new. And by the way, if you're new and you don't know the Lord, I want you to contact me because I want to speak to you about how you can get to, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it right now. If you don't know God and you say, David, I, I thought I did, but I don't. I want you to pray with me right now. I said, Father, I'm a sinner. And I know the only way I can get to heaven is through your son who died for me on the cross. Right now, Father, I'm accepting. I'm accepting the fact that this is true. I'm going to walk with Jesus. Help me, God. Help me do it. You have now entered eternity. If you believe what you said, that you're a sinner, the only way to heaven is through the blood of Jesus. You live for eternity with God. There's maybe some out there that have been where I've been, and you backslidden. You say, David, would you pray for me? Yes, I will. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, the prodigal son, the prodigal daughter, we're praying for them right now. That they have slipped away. And they are not what you want, where you want them to be. But right now, Father, as you have your arms open, with tears in their eyes, they're coming to you right now. Tears of joy on this 25th of December as they walk in truth and they come back to you. Because you are a God of forgiveness and a God of mercy and a God of patience. As you wrap your arms around the children, around your children, in Jesus' name, amen. All right. I love you all. Once again, please, if you'd like to support the ministry, um, we do need your help. David, uh, uh, DavidHevener.tv forward slash give or call 844-806-0006 or text the word chosen to 91999. Uh, and you don't forget the DVDs. Okay. Last Evangelist and End Times Investigation. Eight hours of footage on all my friends. Uh, don't forget the two books. Um, uh, true Power and End Times Investigation. Oh, by the way, you know what? We have the Last Evangelist t-shirt. 
and we have the last evangelist hat and we have mugs and stuff. Folks, what this does, it does two things. It gets the word out to people. So they'll ask you about this. You can share the gospel with them. Uh, but number two, it, the little amount of money that we get, it helps us keep going, uh, keep going on. We're not, I'm not stopping. Okay. I don't care what happens. I will not stop until God says stop. All right. All right. I love you guys. I appreciate y'all. Remember, you never really lived till you found someone worth dying for. And that's Christ Jesus.